0: Welcome to a brief chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Thursday. It's the 7th of May. Thanks for coming and being part of the show. I appreciate it. Just before I turned on the mic to talk about this topic, I was scrolling through social media and I came across this tweet by Alex Bob and I don't know who that is, um, but I thought the tweet was kind of perfect. And the tweet was, we won the war against coronavirus the same way we won the war against Vietnam. It got too expensive, so we pretended that it was over. I mean, that's kind of dead on. Yesterday, I went into a Circle K here in Tucson, which is a convenience store, and I was the only person in the store wearing a mask, staff or customers, the only person Practicing social distancing. And you might say, well, how do you know that other people weren't doing that? Well, because of all the people in the store, I was the only person standing alone and at the little marker guidelines in line. And everybody else in the store was in groups of unmasked people talking to one another. I'm pretty sure that I didn't miss the announcement of a cure for the coronavirus, which is the only thing I could imagine would make that kind of behavior sensible. And then when I posted something like that online, several people started responding. My friend Amber said that her husband had to go inspect a sidewalk construction site. This is in Texas. And the workers were all wearing masks only because he told them they had to. But random people were just wandering around the downtown area with no masks, chatting and interacting as if everything is normal. Another friend uh, here in Tucson said this state is going to be a hellscape by June unless something changes soon. My cousin Lynn in uh, upstate New York said there were over 100 people in a crowd outside a Tex-Mex restaurant in a suburb of Albany trying to get takeout for Cinco de Mayo. I mean, (laughs) you know, not to be that guy, but what the fuck? I mean... I I just, I'm speechless. I've been saying, and not because I have some special knowledge or anything. First of all, I'd like to make extremely clear, and I would hope that my current level of both uh, social standing and financial security would make this clear, I am not a doctor. I dropped out of college after my first semester. I'm not drawing on any special scientific knowledge. I'm just reading. And... Just reading seems to provide enough information to suggest that everybody going out and even slowly making things normal again is not a great idea. I saw someone yesterday talking about, and this is a, a fa- you know a famous pundit. Ah, <laughs> <Just laughs> uh, that phrase, <laughs> famous pundit. That uh, that should just mean first to be shot into space. Uh, But anyway, a famous pundit saying that the debate over opening versus remaining in lockdown is becoming extremely polarized and that people are developing the position that we must remain in lockdown and there's no wiggle room like it was a philosophical position. And he said, you know, we're going to have to take some risks if we want to get this country to survive? Well, first of all, I'm I'm not 100% sure, <laughs> says a guy who is 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure that getting this country to survive is my goal. Uh, I am pretty sure, and it's not. But what that points out even more is a real paucity of thinking around the available solutions to this problem Lida gold who's uh, a writer for current affairs and is just brilliant and everyone should follow her and just read everything she writes you don't have to agree with everything she writes but she's worth reading all the time you know she pointed out that canceling rent and giving out a universal basic income would allow us to stay home and for most people would take care of the risks that people are talking about mitigating by sending everybody back to work because the the impetus to send people back to work is twofold on the part of poor people, which is almost all of us, the impetus is because we don't have enough money to survive to you know get food to pay rent if we're going to continue to pay rent, et etc et cetera right we just don't we don't have enough money because none of us can afford an interruption in our income stream. And then of course the impetus on the part of the people who actually own the system which is not most of us almost any of us probably not any of you listening you know their impetus is because they want to make more money and they're perfectly happy to sacrifice us toss us into the volcano for the purposes of making more money they don't care about us at all if one beautiful thing about this whole pandemic has been that Anyone who still believes at this point that capitalism is anything other than a death cult only believes that because they're willfully ignoring what's going on around them. The point at which people in government and business are saying we should sacrifice lives because our economy has to keep going, like that, that's the masks are off at this point, right? There's no, nobody's hiding it anymore. It's just, here, yeah, we would rather you die and the stock market go up. That's that's our preference. But to go back to this idea of there has to be some risk in order for this whole engine to keep churning, that's only if it's this engine that you want to keep churning. And trust me, you don't. Would you rather have a universal basic income and the cancellation of rent, which is a concept straight out of feudal society anyway, Would you rather have a universal basic income and the cancellation of rent, or would you rather go back to work at the Circle K? Or doing almost anything in this time of pandemic, slash, after it's over. It's obscene. I mean, it's really obscene. So, man, Arizona can reopen right back up, and I will be staying home. Thank you very much. Yes, I have some luxury and some privilege to stay home. I sure don't have any money Um, because we had only recently moved here. Owen, who's been furloughed, their unemployment is uh, not kicking in yet, maybe at all, as far as we can tell, but certainly not yet. And uh, all of my money is coming from my two podcasts and a weekend radio part-time job, so... It's. uh, Believe me, it's not because we're comfortably staying home and raking in the bread. It's just because I, I would prefer not to die now, and if possible, not to kill people around me. It's not that noble. So I don't know. The whole thing seems. uh, It seems pretty scary. If I'm being honest, I think there's much worse to come, and I would love to be proven wrong. I just don't think I'm going to be. And to be totally honest, even if the coronavirus goes away tomorrow, the climate crisis is on the way. It's just where we're at. It's just where we're at. And we don't gain anything by pretending that that's not true. (laughs) All right. Well, there's some uplift. Hey, um, I'm going to leave you with a piece of music. Uh, My friend Noah lives in uh, Canterbury in England. And I think he's getting a PhD in uh, history of some sort, some specific kind of medieval history. And he also plays the banjo, which, you know, I mean, nothing against PhDs, but the banjo is the part that's more relevant to this conversation. And uh, he he sent me a banjo track and he said, would you like to add anything to this? Like, just, you know, play along with this. So I added some cajon and tin whistle Uh, late last night and we decided to form a band called Smith and Crane. And so uh, here's the first song called Tin Banjos. And I'm just going to leave you with this. I love you. A better world is possible.